Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Sunday, May 29th, and we are down to the final game of the 2022 college lacrosse season. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes with us. And Dukes, we saw a couple great, well, a couple, couple, uh, some decent final four games at the rent this weekend. Uh, we also saw some incredible uh, D one ladies final four action down at Homewood with the championship going on today. So how are you feeling heading into Memorial day? Look, I'm excited for the, probably the best game, best national championship game. We'll see in a while today, UNC versus BC. Um, yeah. Final four was the final four. Uh, the crowd actually showed up more than expected. So that was good to see, but, yeah, I felt like both of the games were kind of a wash. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you did that on purpose for, for the pun there, but it was definitely oh, definitely, definitely a wash. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a wash with the weather delay. Um, I mean, yeah, just a – I don't know, like a, a tough situation, I guess, for the fans at the rent. I, I don't know what, like, the uh, – I, I saw some numbers being thrown around out there that it was like, the third lowest attendance in like final four history, but I don't know if that's based off of like tickets that were sold versus mm. like, or like people who like showed up to the game or like left because of the rain or whatever. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't see any, like, I, I didn't see anything that was like, it was low because of the rain or it was low because obviously like the games weren't that intriguing. Um, although, I mean, that that second, I mean, that Maryland Princeton game for a five goal game mm-hmm. was about as as intriguing as you could ask a five goal game to be. Yeah, and also Princeton, I mean, they 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 got the shots on McNaney. They like did force him to have a game, and he stepped up huge. Um, Nineteen saves for him. Uh, I think that he's the clear MVP of the team um, to get them to the national championship game. Obviously, but. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was the one game that he's won them this year. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you figure you have. So what are they? They were seventeen and zero heading into that game. Yeah, sixteen and sixteen. 16 and yeah, so they were sixteen and zero heading into that game. So he had like sixteen games where he didn't even really have to show up, and the rest of the offense would just take care of him. So I mean, I guess he. It was nice for him to be like, all right, like you guys did most of the heavy lifting so far this season let me let me guys let me hook you up with a quick little 19 saves uh in the biggest game of the year so far um yeah i mean definitely definitely a pretty way closer than i thought it was going to be um but before we get too into maryland princeton let's talk about that cornell Rutgers game which was what i i thought that that was going to be a game that was going to come down to that final possession thought that it was it was two teams that are pretty similar in the sense that like you know, strong goaltending, couple good pieces defensively, attackmen who who do the majority of the lifting offensively, gritty, both of them, I, I guess you could kind of say. Um, and then Cornell just came out and just beat the balls off of Rutgers. It was, as, as a longtime Rutgers hater, it, it was glorious to watch, but that game could not have gone any more differently than I thought it would have. Besides the fact, I, I knew that Cornell would win, but I did not expect it to be in that just absolute like get the hell off of our field records fashion that it was yeah it, it it was just very clear who woke up and was ready to play um out hustled out outworked 
Kirst also looked off his game. Colin didn't look like totally lost. Like usually, some of the saves that he has, I feel like he missed. His, I feel like his timing was like a little off, but it was just bad from start to finish. They couldn't win a face off. It felt like it felt like there was like a five minute stretch where where it felt like honestly felt like Cornell had the ball the entire game. Yeah, I mean, I, I said this leading up to the game where, like, a, a game on this stage, like you, you get like the the run and gut the NASCAR offense of Rutgers. Like, if that's not going for you in this game, like you're fucked because, mm-hmm. like, if if that's what you base like your your whole identity off of is being able to get get up and going in transition, and like it's not crisp, and you have to you know, you have to wait around in a locker room for three and a half hours. Like, obviously it's, it's not really for a weather delay. Like it's not going to work out for you. Um, and then like, you, you wonder like, did like waiting around in the locker room is, is that maybe, you know, had an effect on cursed and net mm-hmm. and like, you can, you can say it definitely did, but it also didn't affect chase Erlin at all. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just looked like Rutgers just had absolutely nothing to give in that game. You figured, you know, they, they were already getting down pretty big. Um, and then the game goes into that weather delay at halftime. You think, all right, like maybe maybe they'll have enough time to regroup kind of, um, you know, at the very least, like, hey, like maybe maybe let's make some changes here. Like maybe let's not let Hugh Kelleher just run right through our short stick D mids. Like maybe let's put a pole on them. Uh, and then what happens? They come out like three and a half hours later to start the second half. Hugh Kelleher runs straight through another short stick defender. And it's like, all right, like, I guess Brian Breck just was just like, I don't know, grubbing down some pizza during halftime and didn't even think about making any adjustments. Um, so I don't know. You, you thought maybe that that break in the game would give us a chance to turn that into a game. Uh, Rutgers scored that first goal to start the second half. You're like, all right, here we go. And then it was just Cornell, 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 Cornell. Yeah, really. I, good, good for Cornell. Cause I really, I really didn't like the way that they were playing towards the end of the year. I, I was on the record that I was, I think I even sold them. So the way that they were able to pick up momentum, go into the tournament, make a run, and then just put on an absolute masterclass yesterday. Um, it was impressive stuff. And Hugh Kelleher is also – I just don't – I don't get why they didn't pull him to, hey. like he, – he, he's phenomenal. I mean, he's going to be, he's gonna be an All-American at some point. Yeah, I mean, what he was doing on his – like, I, I feel like every time he dodged, whoever was in front of him ended up moving seven yards back the moment that he initiated contact, it was like, he just blew right through them on his way to the cage. Um, Obviously CJ cursed had a, had himself a a big day against big brother and net. So like now if if you're the cannons, so Dukes, you kind of threw down this gauntlet before the game, you said, you know, if if you let little brother rattle your cage like that, and he gets the best of you in in a game in this, of this caliber, red flags, are, are starting to pop up everywhere. You think the cannons are still feeling, feeling decent about that one. Do you think also, do you think that Colin is sticking around for this, uh, for this game on Monday? Or do you think that he just heads straight to Albany for uh cannons training camp? I think he's gotta, I think he's gotta stay now. Would you, would you want to stick around though? And like watch the team? Like, all right. So you want to support your brother, but then you also have to watch like, John Piatelli. Well, I mean, 
in any other scenario, I'd say like you would have to watch him have a chance to win a national championship. I, I still, even though Maryland looked human against Princeton, I don't see that being the case on Monday. So like maybe you just get to stick around and just watch like Piatelli just get just annihilated and, and eaten up by Brett McCarr like the whole afternoon. So maybe that's like a little bit of therapy for for Kirst. You got you got to be you have to go to the game if you're if you're Colin, right? I feel like you, it's a no brainer. His mom's gonna make him or something. She's gonna be like, I know you don't want to, but like we're a family. Like I feel like they're very big family people. I don't know. Uh, that must have sucked for her to deal with that yesterday. She looked like she wasn't having the the most like stress induced time of all. Like she she looked like she was in, enjoying it. Um, cool yeah, yeah. Like the the few times that the uh, broadcast went up to her in the stands, like I don't know. Like I was expecting her to like have to like watch the game like with her like hands covering her eyes or just like pacing around in the concourse the whole time. It didn't seem too bad. Like, but again, I I feel like it definitely helped that that game was over in the like the end of the first half. And mm-hmm. then you had like maybe like a quick breath of life from Rutgers. And then it was like over the rest of the way. Like it, if that game did come down to like the final possession and she had to watch like Colin, like give up like a game winning goal, like late in the game, I think that that would probably be a little devastating, but like she had, I mean, a lacrosse game is like 60 minutes. She had about like 40 minutes to really process the fact that Rutgers had no chance of winning that game. Yeah. The game you said it already, but once I came back from the break and it was just all Cornell, it's boring lacrosse game. Yeah. Tough, tough one to watch. You hate to, you hate um, to see it for Rutgers. I, I will. I will say that. Like I, I did. I did appreciate the fact that the, uh, the weather delay went on for so long because I was able to sneak, sneak in like an hour or so at the beach um during that yeah. weather delay so that was huge like if it would have been like just like an hour weather delay it would have been a little tough because then by the time you get ready you get packed up you get to the beach you set everything up you'd have to come right back around but the fact that it was a, a lengthy a lengthy break for me personally which i feel like this tournament's all about anyway uh, yeah. definitely definitely like that uh yeah so i mean so cornell i mean they're playing good um, I, I think that Gavin Adler is an absolute stud. He's going to have his hands full on Monday against Logan Wisnowskis. But I think that, um, you know, the good face-offs, good attackmen, they get a little bit of help with their middies. Chase Erland looked really good in that game. So, like, they look like they could give Maryland a run. I don't think that they're, they have any chance of winning, but they could make, make it – I think that Monday could actually be a decent game. Um, now, Maryland comes in here. I, I wasn't expecting a good game out of print, right? You know, I, I think that you you were on, uh, I mean, you, you've been a big Princeton guy this this whole run so far, and, and you kind of sniffed this one out. You said, listen, you know, the, the, they've, they've already proven that they can keep things close with this Goliath of a, of a, of a Maryland team. They're going to do it again on Saturday. I said, Dukes, you're crazy. You're a, you're a wild son of a bitch. No way. And then Maryland comes out <clears throat> about, you know, hour and a half later than they're no, four like four hours later than they were supposed to play, uh, and they gave they gave Maryland everything that they could handle. Uh, mm-hmm. For again, for a five goal game, it seemed so much closer than that the whole time. Like it, there was, there was really not until like the final like five minutes of the game when you know the the Terps were able to sub all their guys out that it seemed like that game was fully put away. 
Yeah, I, I mean, everything, everything that I said Princeton had to do to make it a close game, like they have to put a, put a lot of shots on McNamee, force him to make saves. He, I, I said it, he had a fucking fantastic game. Has to be less than 70-30. They held Weirman to 59%, so it's 59% to 55%. 13 base-off wins for Weirman, 11 wins for Sandoval, zero wins for Kobe Gonder. So, I don't know. It was basically, we said it's going to take Princeton's best effort. I feel like Princeton did give them their best effort, and then their best effort wasn't enough. Well, so not only did Princeton give Maryland their best effort, but the refs also gave Princeton their best effort in that game. I mean, what a stripe show that was from, mm-hmm. from the refs in that second game. Um, and really, I, I mean, I'd say like the the defining moment of that game, at least for me, the was I hate hate to call out a guy. I hate to pin it on one guy, but Matt Madelon, you a cowardly, cowardly decision. So Princeton gets gifted from the lax gods a three minute non-releasable with just under about two minutes left in the first half so a little 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 hit that might have been a little bit high somehow the refs see that one and they say yep lock that in for three minutes so they get a three minute non-releasable they score pretty early so that makes it a i think it made it a seven three game or no seven four game so it was seven three they score pretty early in that man up now it's seven four they still had at least like a full minute to go with that uh, with that man up before halftime. They could have scored another goal. They were doing pretty well at the at the faceoff X. Who knows? They could have maybe gotten another possession and gotten another good look. They could have had the potential to make that a one goal game realistically heading into halftime. Instead, they decide that they're going to hold the ball for like the last 50 seconds of the half, just stall out so that they have possession to start the second half. They have about a minute left to start the second half with man up. Don't score there. Then they get gifted another 30 second push. So now that's like three and a half minutes straight of man up ball. And they got like one shot, one goal out of those three and a half minutes that right. Like as soon as that happened, I knew, okay, regardless of how tight this game may seem, there's no way that Princeton wins this one because that was their one opportunity to make something happen. And they just said, nah, no, we're going to, we're going to be a little bitch boys about this one and just hold on to the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually very, very good point. Um, like when you're playing against Maryland, you have to score goals. Like that's when you, when you play anybody on the cross, you have to score goals. Obviously the, the name of the game is scoring more goals than the other yeah. team, but especially against a Maryland team who scores at will and they weren't really scoring at will let, you know, yesterday. So like you had a team where all you had to do was just put up not an outrageous number. Like you didn't have to get to 17 to win this game, You, but you just needed to score like a, you know, I mean, 14 would have done it. Could have got a couple more going. That would have flipped the momentum. Uh, the the B holes on Maryland would be real tight coming out for that second half. And they just, they scared money. Don't make money. I really think that Princeton gave, gave Maryland their best effort. Like without like, Oh, defense defensively. Yeah. Defensively. That was the best game that I think that you could possibly ever play against. Like, dude, that was like the most physical lacrosse game that I've seen in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like the way, the way that the Princeton defense was just getting after that Maryland offense, like 
like multiple times just helmets rattling all over the place like that mm-hmm. was that was a good physical lacrosse game where like I mean, you, you had to be like a little worried for some for some player safety out there. Like the, the boys were letting the body fly. Um, and that's what you have to do against Maryland. Like if, if, if you're not yep. doing that against Maryland, they're just going to have their way with you. Um, I mean, he, even like Wisnowski's had a, had a got drilled. Mm-hmm. Helmet came popping off a little bit. So, uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, Cor- Cornell probably is going to have to, you know, just kind of take note of that and realize, listen, the only way to win this game is if we physically assault the shit out of these guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't, like, I don't see that game being close on Monday. No, I don't either. Um, I mean, Princeton did just such a really good job of, you know, fighting through the pick game, rotating, recovering. Um, I don't know. Like they, I, I think that defensively they played a damn near perfect game. Um, and also like Maryland offensively wasn't super crisp, right? Like there were like a lot of, you know, some, some turn whether it's, you know, from the weather, like wet sticks or what, what have you, but like a couple just thrown away passes, um, a lot of like ground balls that they weren't getting up on the first try, Owen Murphy, like just like crushing that corner and that not dropping. Um, like there were like a lot of moments where it was like, all right, like Maryland just like missed that. Like that game could have gotten out of hand pretty quickly. Um, and it was just like a few little mistakes here and there that kept it so tight. So, I mean, Cornell's just going to have to play a perfect game and also hope that Maryland is equally not as crisp as they were on Saturday. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hope that. I, I don't know what Cornell necessarily has to do, but again, I mean, you, you, I think like I said in the Princeton game, fire shots. Like I think just get shots on goal. Like, I know Dave always says like pucks on net. I think you just gotta cha- you gotta challenge McNaney. Like he he responded to the call. Like when you get into that nineteen saves category, like that's. Like, how many times are you going to have 19 saves two games in a row? Yeah. And, I mean, you put the ball in Piatelli. I mean, he is a, like, he's a shooting percentage maestro. Piatelli, definitely, I'd, I'd have to put him as, as the most efficient shooter in college yeah. across. Like, I feel like he's, uh, you know, he, he shoots the ball eight times, like five are at least going to go in. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you just let him, let him shoot. Hopefully McNaney wasted all of his saves against Princeton. And now we've got a tight one. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Cornell's going to ride the shit out of uh, Maryland. The ride game's really, really good. I think. Yeah. Oh my God. And I'll tell you what the clear game from Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers just could not have Rutgers picked the worst time in the world to play their worst game possible. Yeah. Yep. Like just clearing the ball. They couldn't throw it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't even like Cornell had two or three ride back goals where they didn't even have to ride. Like yeah, they just, the they ball just, was on the ground. The ball was on the ground. They were like, all right, thanks. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That um, was ridiculous. So I think Felix threw it back to cursed. It was like on the ground. They couldn't, it wasn't even touchable. Yeah. It was, it was, it was tough to watch. Uh, I'll tell you what wasn't tough to watch the women's final four. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a couple of, what a couple of lacrosse games. Two of the best lacrosse games of the season. Um, I mean, so UNC, I mean, they were down by like seven or eight with like nine minutes to go. 
Um, and all of a sudden they just start chipping back, chipping back. Sam Geiersbach, just an absolute demon. Five goals in that game, uh, all of them in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, you had UNC coming back from seven down in the fourth quarter with like nine minutes left. They get the win. Uh, BC going up. Um, BC going up. What, why am I blanking right now? Uh, this, this, is bad, this is bad radio. Going to have to probably. Hey, BC. Yeah. Who, who the hell did BC? Maryland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we were already talking so much about Maryland. Um, but, yeah, I mean, BC down pretty big in the fourth quarter. And then that's when Charlotte North just decides to take over um, just some of the most outrageous shots that you'll see. Uh, And then Cassidy weeks getting the game winner there late. Uh, So both of those games, just incredible lacrosse game. Like Friday was, was easily the best day of college lacrosse so far this season. Um, 1000%. so, So, I mean, obviously as people are listening to this right now, we'll see. I mean, this game, as we're recording, this game starts in three minutes, so we'll see how quickly we can have a turnaround and get this out. But chances are you're probably listening to this, and the uh, women's national championship game is already over. But either way, revision. Congratulations, BC. All right, there we go. Congrats to BC. Are you rooting for BC? You're rooting for your perfect season? Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm rooting for the perfect season in the men's game. Um, I, I mean, it's it's no no secret that I'm a, I'm a Charlotte North stan, so – got it got a got a roll with bc um but with i mean if this game goes to overtime i do think that the rules committee just needs to do do a real quick uh just give us give us jamie ortega versus charlotte north braveheart yeah i totally agree totally agree i've never seen a woman's braveheart but i bet you it's it, it makes sense on paper yeah um yeah i mean cool i mean just some real cool moments in that game too like the uh you know, the, the, the refs being mic'd up. So you get to hear, uh, hear the ladies chatting up in the, uh, you know, during the draw control. So you get to see a little bit more insight into the ladies game. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, it, it was, it was tough to watch though for Northwestern because like with every goal, like they, I mean, they, they were winning draws too. So UNC, like it typically would be Sam Geiersbach's goal, draw control, Northwestern would get it up like for like half a second and they would just get hounded down, turn the ball away. So like, I don't know, that, that, that was a, that was a tough one to watch where you realize like, Oh shit. Like these ladies are like, they're on tilt right now. Like there's yeah. just nothing that can possibly go well for them. Um, but credit to UNC. I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I was a little bit worried that, you know, we, we were going to get that all big 10 final. Um, just wasn't yep. going to, there wasn't going to be that much intrigue at, le- at least for me with, with that one. Um, but both, both those ACC teams coming away with uh, some, some big time comeback wins. So good for both of them. Um, also, I mean, we already talked about the D2 D3 final game. So we already gave our predictions in that one. Um, but by the time that you're listening to this, congratulations to Tampa on the perfect season, your D2 national champs and congrats to uh, although. All right. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see you were a union guy. Yeah, I'm a union guy. It was always blue collar. <laughs> it was always yeah. Jersey Jerry. Yeah, the blue collar NESCAC squads. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I, I, hopefully, hopefully our boy uh, Jerry Reganese will have plenty of plenty of reason to celebrate with the chaos uh, training camp right now. By the way, some some of the some of the clips coming out of, of training camp. 
definitely have me definitely have the blood flowing the juice is flowing ready for pll season to start up agreed agreed going up next weekend for week one um all right cool so anything else on those uh on those final four games maryland i don't know what the spread is did the spread come out for the game yet i have not seen it yet. i'm gonna i'm just gonna do some bad radio for the next uh let me see all right, I'm seeing minus six over under 25 and a half. 25 and a half. Yep. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we go under in that one, which sucks. I could see a, I could see like a, like a 14. I, I could see another like five goal win. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's going to be one where Maryland runs away with it um, from start to finish. Like, I, I think that we will get um, a little back and forth. But end of the day, like, I, I don't think that there will be any moment where you're like, oh, shit, could Maryland actually lose this game? Yeah, I think that Maryland's going to kill him. Um, quick question. Do you think that that Owen Murphy, uh, that that corner that he massacred was the best shot in college across that wasn't a goal no i don't know wait i have to think about it but i i've had this moment before okay where i've where i've, I've legitimately said that's the best miss i've ever seen <laughs> so i i have to think i have to think about it and i have to check the film but i, I know i know there's some competition out there we, we yeah we, we can tweet it out once you're brain... almost the almost goals yeah you know, once my brain turns on yeah the almost goals are way better than the actual makes in my opinion yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're listening right now, uh, just to prove that you made it this far into the episode, why don't you uh, go ahead and tweet the crease dive, uh, your, some of your favorite almost goals in college lacrosse or just any lacrosse history. Yeah, I love that. Let's do it. Like, that would be a, a sweet segment. We just show the best misses <laughs> every weekend. I- if, if, if it wasn't the best, though, it has to be up there. Top three. I, top mean, five. That, I mean, that that net moved like six inches off the ground. Uh, yeah. just, just an absolute cannon. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, let's wrap things up then. That way we can, uh, go watch this, this ladies national championship game. Uh, make sure that you are guys are subscribed to us on YouTube. Uh, we're the crease dive there. Also that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the crease dive on both. We are down to our final game of the college across season. Let's pump those numbers in the subscriptions. Uh, and then we're heading into PLL season right away. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back Monday afternoon with a quick uh, with a quick reaction to the national championship game. So we'll see you guys in about twenty four hours, maybe maybe thirty, give or take. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. And in the meantime, we will be keeping it a low to high to the day we die. We out. Yeah. Uh, all the youngers in my hood popping perks now. Tell them put them guns and them perks down Them new jails got 10 yards in them And that's your first down uh, And I ain't care to preach I just had to say something Cause I'm the one with the reach Youngin' got a quarter ounce He tryin' turn into meat Ain't had no daddies Had to learn from the streets I used to be an honor of student Damn, then I turned to a beast The first time I seen a nigga